The following is a bonus episode of the Tubi Tuesdays podcast, with your hosts interviewing a very special guest. Sit back, relax and enjoy. All right. Hello, everybody. You're here with Super Marcy, Bead and Batch, and we are going to be chatting to the co-writer of the Tubi original film, Tales of a Fifth Grade Robin Hood. So hello, Ryan Ebert. Thank you so much for having a chat with us about uh, the film that you co-wrote and hopefully uh, we can talk about more Tubi original things as well. I don't know how much I can talk about uh, the semi-immediate future uh, with Tubi, but uh, we're still being very secretive about the next mm. movie, but uh, uh, we could talk about about uh, what's what's going on and what's happened, and uh, I can apologize profusely for the next <laughs> however long uh, you need me to. <laughs> no, uh, we covered Tales of a Fifth Grade Robin Hood earlier this year. It, I think, it was a, almost a landslide win. Um, on our yeah. Patreon poll. Um, so people really wanted us to watch it. And uh, not, we all did not watch the movie before actually recording the episode. So it was a first time experience for us. And for me, it was definitely one of my favorite episodes because we just had no idea what was going on. And that was half the fun. <laughs> I really think it was. Oh, definitely, definitely, for sure. <laughs> but I guess, I guess, a really good thing to ask because you know, as as a writer, like things obviously are going to change from what you've written to the screen. So, what, like, what's it, what was the kind of original idea that you both had for that film? Because I think at the end of the day, it is kind of a sweet story with uh, the kid kind of being the savior. He's a fifth grade Robin Hood, after all. Yeah. So we were tasked with uh, coming up with. Uh, kids movie pitches and some other uh, just kind of action movie pitches for Tubi. And uh, my wife and I just started basically the first and easiest thing to jump into is what's public domain. And mm. you start like so that way you have the story already kind of, kind of there. Uh, that's brand recognizable within reason and uh, you alter it however, however you can. And uh, that was one of the, I think that was like the first one that I actually kind of came up with in that little pitch session uh, was just how do we spin Robin Hood into a kid's movie? Uh, we can't do an animated movie where they're all uh, different fun animal characters. Because <laughs> yeah. The mouse has done that. Uh, pretty pretty successfully uh, so just kind of thought what if we turned it into like one of those fun like 90s late 80s early 2000s like just crazy dumb kids movies and that's pretty much what wound up happening yeah it definitely reminded us that reminded me of something like I would have hired at the video store when I was like 10 and right. I think that's kind of a bit of a nostalgia for, for us when we watched it too, because it was so like that. Yeah, that was definitely the the intention. Uh, and, you know, whether or not the actual movie uh, does that successfully is, is up in the air. But uh, when going into it, that was what we were trying to accomplish. 
Yeah, I think that that does resonate. And that's kind of the feeling I had when watching it was like something from like the 90s that you'd get that's marketed to kids and you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. Mm-hmm. I think it Straight to VHS. Out. Yeah. <laughs> that's where all the good stuff's at. We know that. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> B, do you have a burning question about the movie? I'm sure you do. Well, I know that with the film that it was along with Tubi, was produced in conjunction with The Asylum, who are best known for producing so many mockbusters films, mockbusters of many major Hollywood films that are out at the moment. I think what's interesting to me about this Tales of the Fifth Grade Robin Hood, of course, is that it's its own original thing. It has, it's not a mockbuster of anything out there. But I guess my main question is, is how does, like, how do you, how did you get involved with the, the film studio, The Asylum? Uh, so my, my co-writer, uh, Anna Rasmussen, uh, is also my wife, and she is the head of development at uh, The Asylum. So I have an in. Mm, I would say so, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and ultimately, like you said, Asylum does a lot of like mockbuster, you know, a lot of heavy action kind of stuff. What they don't really have is a ton of, they they don't have a, just a long roster of comedy writers or family Mm -hmm. movie writers or pretty much everybody just wants to write shark movies. Uh, And that's not what this was. Uh, And I studied uh, sketch writing at second city, Chicago. I, uh, pretty much focused on comedy. My entire, I have a de- my degree is in screenwriting for television, uh, where I wrote exclusively comedies uh, the entire time. So that is kind of where I specialize, and I was more than happy to jump at the chance to write really anything. But then to make it a two B original uh, was just all the all the sweeter. But uh, but yeah, that was pretty much. Uh, you know, just knowing my wife uh, and her having the job that she did, that was, nepotism's the easiest way in uh, <laughs> yeah. to this business. It's the short answer. The short answer, nepotism. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Batch, do you have a burning question for our lovely guest? Yeah, so as a comedy writer, uh, what was your reaction when you found out they got John Lovitz? And how much of what you wrote actually made it into his performance? Mm. Uh, so I had found out very late into the process that because uh, casting is one of the last things that mm. happens when the asylum makes movies mm. and I had always hoped that it was going to be someone fun in the in the uh, prince role and then they said it was down to two guys a guy who uh, Tony Jensen who I've met he's a wonderful uh, actor and John Lovitz Tony Jensen, a, a like a he's done a lot of asylum movies. Yeah. He's, mm. uh, like I said, phenomenal actor. No offense to him, uh, but when I heard John Lovitz was even a possibility, I my my head melted. Uh, yeah. I exploded, imploded all of the all of the emotions that you can feel of excitement, mm-hmm. uh, all at the same time. Because that's right. just you know you write. This this was my technically my third asylum movie, mm-hmm. and you know you write these. They do a lot of star casting where they have like somebody 
who at least it's usually Eric Roberts. We know this, yes. but um, <laughs> yes, uh, but they usually cast somebody who at least was a name uh, mm. in a role so they can have that so they can have that on the poster it helps sell it so I'm thinking like yeah it's going to be Eric Roberts or it's going to be Tom Sizemore or it's going to be one of these people and then hear that yeah it's come down to Tony or John Lovett and uh, as a you know huge SNL fan uh, growing up in that kind of his era it was not a terribly strong era but he is a highlight of it mm. and then uh yeah that was just kind of when i was getting into snl yeah that uh that melted my brain considerably mm. and uh, i even said that if we do cast uh john uh to the the one of the heads here at asylum uh i was like i will rewrite the dialogue so that it fits mm. his yeah very particular voice mm. and uh to answer your question about uh how much of my actual dialogue remained uh as far as john lovitz is concerned uh with him a shockingly large amount of oh, it nice. considering that he did do a lot of uh improvising on set mm. um, but i am my favorite improvised line in the whole thing and it 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 maddens me to this day that I didn't I didn't know it was going to be John Lovitz until way too late in the process. But when he's uh, standing off stage at the board meeting, and he's like announcing himself that he's walking on, and he says, uh, "And thank you, Don Pardo." Uh, I was like, "God damn it! That's yeah. so fucking good." Nice. But yeah, a shockingly large amount of my my dialogue uh, remained as far as uh, Lovitz is concerned. That's pretty cool. Which, yeah. And then he, I, he also, uh, he said in an interview, uh, he was asked about, you know, uh, being cast in this. And he said that he, uh, he read the script and he thought it was really funny. And my, I think my heart stopped beating oh. for a moment. Uh-huh. Uh, just you know, it's John Lovitz. He's been around. He's he's read some scripts. Yeah. He's done some stuff. And I'm sure he's just saying that. But just hearing John Lovitz say that he read the script and thought it was funny, I can die now. Yeah. 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 You're, you're done. Put a fork in you. You're done. I, I have, it's not getting any better than that. Yeah. I think I think he was actually really, like, he was well cast in it. And he's definitely one of the highlights. And I know uh, when we were kind of looking at all the two B originals at the time, like that one sticks out because you see him there. Plus, right. it is more of a kids movie, um, right? Which we don't tend to specialize in. So we got no, uh, no. we got lots of fun with uh, with it. Um, I have to ask the really awkward question. Um, yeah. So the movie very early on into the movie, <laughs> the kids are cream pieing teachers. What's mm-hmm. up with that? Because we had way too much fun with that joke for it being a kids' movie. I gotta say, <laughs> I knew this was gonna come up. Yeah, uh, you were expecting uh, it from me. <laughs> I was warned, and uh, I still I don't really have an answer. Um, outside of you know, I don't know if that's big in Australia, but uh, you know, cream pies, you know, classic comedy thing mm. here in America. Mm. Uh, it's also I was just going through like the first draft of the script because I hadn't seen it in ages. Um, but that's been in there since day one is the, mm. is, is, is the cream pie stuff. 
And that's really just when you do write these for, you know, the asylum, even for a Tubi movie, the budgets are mm. low. Yeah. Uh, and so really just like trying to think of what are really cheap mm. things that people can just get a hold of. Yeah. Uh, that was, you know, just uh, like I said, in the rough draft, we just put it in there thinking like, well, if we, you know, maybe we'll change it. And that's just one of the things that never changed. Yeah. Uh, now I regret it deeply. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just that we we our minds permanently live in the gutter so yeah we're just I, like I you know but uh it gave us a lot of laughs so thank you for that but I, I imagine it's kind of like the equivalent of having sort of the the what is it the water dunking where you got to throw to hit the target to dunk someone that, like with teachers I guess that was uh, also in the script at some oh. point with doing a dunk tank. There we go. Uh, but dunk tanks uh, are more expensive yeah. than cream pies. Uh, cream pies are easy. You just get the cream. <laughs> yeah. It's like 99 cents a can. Yeah. Easy peasy. Easy, easy peasy. Shockingly expensive. Uh, mm. when pies. Yeah. Uh, bead. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask because seeing that you sort of talked about with the differences from say the first draft like how sort of like did the script sort of evolve from the very first draft mm. to the final draft and eventually what became the film like what was sort of like the big main differences or changes that sort of as the script kind of progressed along through the making of the film honestly it's just kind of skimming through it a lot of the the beats are kind of the same mm -hmm. uh the biggest changes are going to be like we had had much larger, we had a gag in there where, uh, you know, like the classic, uh, they're dumping soap on the floor and mm. uh, they're slipping, uh. slipping on through it, you know, just literally the most basic gags you can do. Uh, but the school, the, that was in the script up until like a week before we were going to shoot. And then the school that they had rented, which was an actual school uh mm. said that we couldn't put soap on the floor oh so we were like what if it's like we had like like that's been in there since literally the rough draft uh mm. what if we just it's actually just water and we just we put on the side soap bucket and then mm. you know people just buy it because it's a kid's movie mm. uh but they were like no uh <laughs> wow can't. So then we changed it to somebody pitched uh, setting up and throwing out mouse traps and having this whole like side thing of there being like uh, a mouse problem in the school and kind of setting that, all of that up, which was in the script uh, up until like that was the script when it had gone into production. It was locked. It was done. And then I see the first uh, cut of it, cut of the movie and that entire area where there mm -hmm. is a gag just doesn't exist they just oh, completely cut that entire uh, yeah. so there's a lot of stuff like that where it's like mm. just like the gags change the beats pretty much all stayed the same though i think for the most part yeah just That's got really rudely cool. rudely interrupted <laughs> how rude <laughs> uh, but uh Outside of that, I'm trying to think if there were any like major mm. story changes throughout. It was mostly just like 
little bits of dialogue. Obviously, the uh, uh, Lovitz improvised, like we said, and mm. Stephen Glickman, his uh, his idiot guard, uh, who was in th those two guys were just absolutely made the movie for me uh, too funny. Uh, Glickman, though he most not all of his stuff, but a lot of it, he was the one that improvised more. Mm -hmm. I had a feeling Jerry that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but That's I mean, funny. who am I to the dude mm. was hilarious. Like I can't be <laughs> I can't be all that man. Well, I do remember like that character was a favorite of ours when we yeah. were in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was too too funny. It works. It works. <laughs> uh Batch, did you have any uh like any other thing you wanted to ask? Uh, let's talk about one of the cast. One of our favorite cast members was uh, Jaden Scala, aka who we dubbed uh, Biola Shoof, Asylum Shallow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who stood out to you about uh, the, the young cast? Mm. Uh, so I, I thought they were all. I thought they all did a great job. the The biggest issue that we had with casting was because uh, he was was the part of uh, John Little. Yeah, little John. Let's see what we did there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, is he was supposed to be like a freakishly tall kid, mm. and his whole his character was was very different up until they were like about to shoot it, and they were like, "Hey, we got this kid. He's kind of just a little taller than everyone." Uh, so all the super tall gags that he has, or the super athletic gags that he has, they're not going to play. Uh, mm. So you guys have to change that and I was mm. like you couldn't have cast someone taller and they were like no there wasn't uh like a 12 year old tall enough like, you couldn't have cast like a 14 year old <laughs> you couldn't have just looked for taller kids in general uh but um I I wasn't really on set I wasn't on set at all I wanted to but just mm. it didn't work out uh for me to yeah. get on there but I did, uh, through a couple of discussions with them, find out that they all had just a fantastic time on set. Uh, it's none of their first projects, but it's pretty early projects mm. for a lot of them. And uh, they all just had a wonderful time. And uh, I, I have to keep telling myself, I, I'm, I would much rather find out that those kids had a fantastic time on set, had a super great, fun experience, and the movie not turn out as mm. I had hoped, mm. then find out, then see like the final product and be like, oh my God, this is so great. And then uh, find out that those kids had a horrible mm. time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, would I would much rather prefer finding out they had a fantastic time. Uh, yeah. That's the most important thing. Do I wish it would have turned out fantastic and they had a great time? Yes. Mm. Uh, but sometimes you got to pick one. And uh, I'm never gonna pick the option where the kids have a horrible time. That's uh, that's that's not fun. I think I think it shows in the movie that people had fun making it. Like I think that comes through. Yeah the uh, uh, the girl who plays uh, Maria, she uh, said she was like the second the movie came out, she was like, "When's the sequel? I'm so excited." <laughs> I was like, I, I don't, I didn't tell her, but I was like, I don't think we're going to get one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, not her fault. No. Not her fault. But that's cool. She would love to do more. <laughs> Jumping at it. 
<laughs> now I had something to ask and I, my brain has completely forgotten what it was. I'm doing so well. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about like, oh, I was going to ask something and it's, it's totally gone, but um, I'll try to think of something else. So you um, will be having a, uh, another to be original uh, film that you've co-written coming up, which you can't say too much about yet. Um, but do is there any sort of idea when it may um, actually be released or anything like that? Uh, it's coming out this summer, okay. late this summer. Um, I think it's going to be announced in July and then coming out not too long after. Mm. I really don't know how much I can say. Uh, yeah, but I just saw some uh, some of the preliminary uh, promotional stuff for it. And I'm to say that I'm excited about this movie. It's not a comedy. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's a bit more uh, aligned with more traditional asylum fare, mm -hmm. uh, but it is the it's a much bigger movie in in scope and in just it's just a much bigger movie uh, than Robin Hood was. And you're not ready. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. You, there's, there's absolutely no way any of you could be prepared for mm. what's, what's coming this summer. I'm very, very excited. Um, so were you actually, were you able to be on set for this film? Yes. Because I uh, think I saw a t some Twitter photos maybe. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was definitely on set for this one because, uh, you know, like a regular asylum movie, non-Tubi, uh, they shoot they shoot a whole movie in less than a week. Mm. Uh, for a Tubi movie, they still don't really even get two weeks, uh, so it all happens very fast. Yeah, and I made sure because this one was this not that uh robin hood wasn't an important movie for me it's still it's it's it'll always be close to my heart but uh this one is legitimately the most fun and biggest movie i've ever been involved in in any capacity and i wanted to be around with the directors because things move so fast things mm. happen so fast and they have the budget that they have, they have the sets and locations mm. that they have. And sometimes a gag that's been in the script the whole time or a bit that's been in the whole script the whole time, the blocking doesn't work yeah. because mm. the set was supposed to be, it's supposed to be on an elevator, but it, we don't have an elevator. We only have escalators. Mm. So you have to come up with how do you rework it mm. and still make it stay, make sense and stay true to what was in the script. Yeah. So that's basically what I did uh, on set for that is if there was an issue with, you know, we don't have a car that seats four people. You know, we have a yeah. car that only it only sits two. Mm. Uh, well, we have to have four people in that car. So how do we do that? Yeah. Um, thankfully, the, the issues I was helping solve were much more epic and interesting than elevators and cars. <laughs> uh, but again, I can't. I'm, can't I'm say not, too much. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to say anything. Mm. Well, we will be eagerly anticipating uh, this film coming out 
hopefully in a month, a month or two, maybe somewhere around there. Somewhere. Um, yeah. But uh, I think, I think the three of us would like to say, would you like to join us uh, for an episode when it does drop on Truby and watch it with us? Yes. And nice. uh, I would, yes. Um, I, I'm just, I'm so excited because I haven't seen the uh, rough cut of it yet, but I know that uh, Tubi has gotten back to the asylum and said that they really liked it. I've seen some of the visual effects, the preliminary visual effects, and uh, I loved them. Found out Tubi was just ecstatic with them. Nice. Uh, so everything's looking rosy from our end, which means it's only going to uh, crash and burn horrifically. Possibly. <laughs> but uh, until then, cautiously, extremely optimistic. Uh, and I would also love to... I, I would love to see if you guys could, when it is announced, guess, is this the one? Mm. Because, oh, nice. uh, you know, they're, they're announcing new movies every month. I, I will tell you it's going to be announced in July. That's all I'll tell you. Nice. Okay, I'll be checking uh, to be updates every hour in July. <laughs> but we, we definitely would love to have you um, on, on, an, on the actual show and watch the movie with us together. That would be for like, yes. And and you said yes, because we have this on recording. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Which we confirmed, it is recorded. It is confirmed. Um, well, we as we're recording on Zoom, Zoom is telling us we don't have much time left. So, um, yeah, I think, I think a good half hour is a good little interview to have. Um, but on yeah. behalf of uh, the 2B Tuesdays podcast, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. And we look forward to... Uh, the upcoming film and uh yeah watching it with you when it's out very exciting Hell yeah. <laughs> very I'm, very I'm, excited i i'm so excited for this next movie and uh i very much look forward to sharing that with uh with you guys and hopefully uh you're a little less uh mean this time <laughs> I, was, I was very hurt listening to that 90 minute podcast of just being horrifically insulted Every step of the way, uh, we win. But, we do, uh, we but, do it with love. We do it with love. I mean, I showed up. I showed You're still up. Still here. So, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we we do have fair. we do you try know. to be funny, um, and we roast things, even if we I mean you roast things that you love. So, I guess that says something. I'm not going to sleep at night, but uh, <laughs> but I, I appreciate. <laughs> Well, if it helps, we had a great time watching uh, Tales of a Fifth Grade Robin Hood. It was, it's still one of my favorite episodes because we just had so much fun. So if it wasn't uh, it was for that movie, we wouldn't have had a good time. So there you go. Fair enough. It is, I think it is uh, one of the higher tier movies we've watched for the podcast. Actually, it is. Yeah. It's, I think it's still our most downloaded episode of the year so far. It's at least in the top three of our most popular episodes this year. So there you go. Well, that's something. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. It seemed, it it's was definitely very popular. I'm like, oh, maybe people like to see uh, some Tubi originals happening, which is great. Hell yeah. I'm going to for the Tubi. Yes. <laughs> Just got to wait for that the next one. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> but yeah, once again, on behalf of the three of us, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. And uh, yes, everybody, you've heard it. Uh, Ryan will join us for, another, for well, the uh, upcoming Tubi original. So very excited. 
um yes and everybody watch watch 2b movies watch asylum movies it's good stuff good and good and aspirin yes 